1: No, of course, that you're out of your jurisdiction. Personally, I think you're a idiot. But
0: that's the evidence in the car! But I was going to Tosche Station to pick up some power converters.
1: Always oh, like to keep my audience riveted.
0: Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, friends and fiends, and welcome to Free Range Idiocy, the podcast about everything, but mostly just the stuff we like. Well, we've been dazzled once again by the Marvel masterminds. We've seen Lady Loki, Kid Loki... Boastful Loki, Classic Loki, Sleepy Loki, Dopey Loki, Alligator Loki, Running for Election Loki, and just about everything else in between. So now it's time for us to look back on six episodes of confusion, shameless Hiddleston mugging, Owen Wilson's smarm, and just general wonderfulness as we go over the high points and most importantly tally up the results of our rumored judgments of the real and the jabroni. All Mm -hmm. this and a frog Thor in this episode 71, That's Gotta Be Kang! My name is Todd, and with me, as always, is a man who could best be described as a Macho Man Randy Savage clone without the loud colors, constipated voice, high-flying... Okay, let's just say that he enjoys eating Slim Jims by the dozen and leave it at that. He is the Aiden English to my Simon Gotch. This whole podcast thing might seem quaintly old-timey within a couple of years, but it fits with our gimmick. I give you the man! they called him Ooh yeah greetings and salutations my brother careful you don't want to have an accident and need to do a shorts change before we get too far into the episode
2: uh yeah a little bit a little bit but 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 great shout out there on the macho man my friend
0: you know i do what i can i try and throw a little randy savage into my life whenever possible much to the chagrin of well everyone around me
2: Absolutely, absolutely. So the
0: big question of the night so far is, can you name the tag team?
2: I can. And this was one of the more interesting gimmicks uh, that come out of NXT, uh, coming out in the full 1920s black and white <laughs> stuttering film sort of thing, the Vaudevillians. <laughs> now,
0: I'm, I'm going to give that to you, but it's not the Vaudevillians, it's the Vaudevillians oh sweet lord i will i will get you that i'll give you that one because you you are johnny on the spot with that just a little mispronunciation will only dock you like half a point thank you thank you you know i'm i'm a i am a generous co-host what can i say you are, you are. Before we get, uh, you know what? Actually, we need to get into this stuff because we, you, uh, you have once again booked us like a forty-five to fifty-minute uh, weekend geek. As I can see, you're you are basically annexing the rest of the show with your portion of the show. I see every how this week, is going to go.
2: Every episode, just a little
0: bit more of a land grab, my friend. And and pretty soon, it's just going to be the man they call Tim and. Nobody. Patrick. It's, <laughs> it's just going to be your show. And I'll be like, all right, well, fair enough. It, it was bound to happen anyways. But, sir, oh. in the meantime, I still get to say it. What do we have for The Week Geek? The Week in Geek.
2: Feels so funky. Well, my friend, uh, we have a few stories uh, to dive into here. First one, uh, just to... Uh, put everyone's mind at ease. Uh, figured this would be a good one to kick off things with. Marvel Studios are laying out the rules of the multiverse, and there was a hallelujah from the congregation on that one. What is there? Like no kicking, no eye
0: gouging, <laughs> uh, no rabbit punch. I mean, what what are we talking about here? The rules of the universe. We've got multiple universes, and and you've already shown us like the Thanos helicopter, frog Thor, mm-hmm. and alligator Thor. I mean, Alligator
2: Loki,
0: it doesn't appear there's a whole lot of rules. So I am anxious to hear what the heck they're talking about in terms of rules.
2: Well, this article didn't get into specifics about the rules. I think this article was more talking about how there is this coordination and uh, and, and just kind of general collaboration going on between the different... Uh, movies and TV shows, um, really just kind of underscoring what we've talked about before, how Marvel just seems to have their stuff together and DC does not.
0: So basically, to quote a great philosopher, they're not so much rules as guidelines.
2: Well, basically, I mean, you know, coming up, we're going to have some. And honestly, I, I found it kind of funny, the timing of this, this quote unquote meeting that Feige had with everyone, because it's like, you know, Spider-Man's probably close to being in the hopper. The Eternals is definitely in the hopper. So it's like they must have discussed this stuff well in advance of, you know, those, those things, uh, you know, those films being, uh, you know, recorded and so forth. So I, yeah. I just feel like uh, uh, this is just more kind of I, I think because of the way Loki ended and the fact that everyone now understands this was kind of the kickoff point. Uh, of the multiverse, which, by the way, uh, let the record show, free range idiocy was calling the multiverse being kicked off back in Wandavision. Um, ding, ding. So, so <laughs> we we had the call. We just had the wrong show. So, uh, which is very on brand for us once again. Yes, uh, being wrong and and reveling in our wrongness. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> Yes, we are. We are definitely...
2: You know what? you got to play
0: to your strengths.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And our strength is everybody else's weakness,
2: and ours too. So really this was just kind of a rah-rah sort of article talking about how there is this interconnectivity between uh, just the different movies under the Marvel brand and how moving forward they will exhibit uh, the same consistency uh, when it comes to dealing with facets of the multiverse. I, I I figure it has to do with things of of the nature of will you know if if characters are able to jump between multiverses and that sort of thing, that there's you know going to be some guidelines or rules around how that can actually happen that it's you know, it can't just be one character can do all of the you know do a bunch of things and other characters are are limited, you know, like there there are certain things that probably are going to, uh, you know, properties, if you will, that are going to exist within this kind of new uh, world, this new multiverse that uh, Marvel Mm -hmm. is entering into. Uh, And so I I just, you know, I I appreciated reading about it because it's like, great, you know, they're just continuing, even though Endgame is behind us and we're looking forward, uh, there's going to be consistency. And, uh, you know, my my hopes are are high that the quality of, of the Marvel brand stays where it has been. Mm hmm. Agreed. But so I don't that know if is you're that. You're waiting for uh, my agreement
0: or what? But sure, yeah, I was agreed. waiting
2: for some, you know, <laughs> some words of wisdom from you. But moving right along, I got uh, words of wisdom. You're going you've been waiting this long for words of
0: wisdom from me. Of course, been waiting, of been course. twenty some odd years and ain't nary a word of wisdom
2: yet. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? Oh, uh, well, one can hope. Yeah, uh, again, yeah. Uh, Hope's our next- eternal. Our, our, our next item in the Week in Geek uh, is actually kind of an indirect answer to something we were talking about a couple episodes ago when we were discussing oh. uh, Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. Do tell. Uh, I brought up a question about, you know, when when Thanos destroyed the Infinity Stones, you know, what, what happened at that point? Because I thought the stones were supposed to, you know, hold the universe together and so forth. And mm. kind of indirectly in, in an article that was really about um, – uh, I'm trying to remember the title of it. Uh, let me look. Uh, okay, the article is "The Loki Finale Might Have Turned Endgame Into a Huge Lie," um, mainly wow, out of the that's sense. that's
0: a bold statement. Okay, do mainly tell. Mainly out of the
2: sense that the stones were kind of the thing holding the universe together, and now we understand that there was something larger in play. That you know, Kang was kind of the man behind the scenes, pulling the strings, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, that there was never really any danger of of the Avengers losing. because It all goes back to that line Kang kind of said to Loki and Sylvie about how everything they've done up to this point, they think they've chosen, but he's he's paved the way and they've just walked the road. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I think Mm -hmm. it's kind of talking about that. But what I'm more looking at is a, a little blurb in that article that talked about how even after Thanos destroyed the stones in endgame, the stones still existed as cosmic dust. And uh, I, I kind of took that as somewhat of an answer to my my gap that I called out in in endgame, where, you know, how how could it be that the universe doesn't fall apart when he destroys the stones? And you know it's it's kind of a small thing, not 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 a big big deal, uh, so to speak, but I just thought it was an interesting, Concept that I really hadn't considered that even though the stones were destroyed, there was still kind of some some uh, aftermath of that, you know, with them still in existence that were just kind of floating in the ether, keeping the universe together. So uh, so I just wanted to kind of bring that up since uh, it was uh, relevant and germane to our discussion about three episodes ago.
0: Germans ain't got nothing to do with it. Oh, I'm no. sorry, I had a flashback to smoking the bandit. Well, that's good that the you know the magic infinity dust has been keeping the universe together.
2: Exactly, exactly.
0: So I'm glad that that answers your question. That we're all comforted, and that's wonderful.
2: And I know the you know I know our listeners were sitting on the edge of their seats waiting for that one to be answered. So I'm, I'm
0: sure they were either that or you know they're in a coma and they have no choice in listening to this. I'm mm-hmm. not sure.
2: Uh, our next one from, uh, I, I didn't list the sources for the prior two, so that would be, uh, let's see, direct.com for the first one, Yahoo Entertainment for the second one. This one's from sci-fi.com, courtesy of Uncle Todd. Uh, uh, who, good
0: hard news then,
2: yes. Who, who does submit from time to time the Weekend Geek Nugget. Uh, James Gunn talking DC and Marvel movie direction. And uh, interesting points out of this one are how Gunn uh, you know, kind of gets into the Uh, controlled nature of Marvel how there is a bit more of a leash uh, you know where Feige and company are kind of uh, you know adding more notes critiques Mm -hmm. to the directors and and to the editing process and uh, really my takeaway from this was Gunn was given full reign for Suicide Squad uh, which he is directing and is coming out in theaters and HBO Max Friday August 6th Mm -hmm. Uh, and he enjoyed that freedom and he basically said, I could have killed off any character I liked, and they wouldn't have said anything. So uh, I thought that was kind of interesting, just that kind of free reign he had in uh, in the DC universe. But let's be honest, maybe DC is just at a point where they're just letting everyone do what they want. So, <laughs> Well, okay. So first
0: things first, well, duh, they're going to give James Gunn free reign because, well, number one— he has two really 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 freaking successful comic book movies under his belt with in an ensemble cast that was not that was not seen as a hot property when it was announced first that we were going to get a Guardians of the Galaxy movie as a matter of fact my first thing was like huh i i it took me a while to remember who the Guardians of the Galaxy were, because it was not a book that I was into. Yeah. Like, I never even stumbled across them through other books that I read. So, I didn't know what was going on, and even, even comic fans weren't exactly like, yay, like, ready to party in the streets or anything. It was like, oh, okay. So, yeah, going from something that was not highly anticipated and, and knocking it out of the park to the tune of, like, one of the more successful branches of the Marvel Universe... Yeah, DC is going to give you free reign. No freaking kidding, Sparky. Really? The other thing is, of course they're going to give you free reign because DC is the DC, uh, you know, EU or movie universe, whatever. Is essentially a smoking crater right now. So of course they're going to give you free reign because all you're doing is playing with rubble at this point. Like if you if you manage to do anything, you manage to put two things on one thing on top of another and it stays there and doesn't instantly burst into flames, they're freaking overjoyed because they haven't been able to do that forever now. Then again, they, they also strike me as the kind of company where they're like, oh my gosh, that's successful? Stomp it out, quick! Quick! We can't have success around here! That's against our motive! That's against our philosophy! I, I mean, I... I, I'm. It's one or the other, really. So, I mean, yeah, they gave him... A, but it also speaks to what how Marvel does things, because Marvel has been successful. And guess what? Part of the success that Marvel has had is they have kind of a firm hand on what's going on. Like rules to the multiverse? <laughs> well, kind of, but more in, in the case of like, hey, what are you doing with your movie? Nah, we don't want you to do that, because it has to play nicely with all these other things. Mm. Which is the reason why, again, you have a Kevin Feige, who is not a director... And he's not like up in everybody's business. I don't think he's running around every movie set going ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, ah. Uh, but you can't do it like the like they shame. tried to. That's what yeah you, shame. You can't, you can't do like DC tried to do and Warner Brothers and hand it to a guy who like oh yeah by the way you're directing everything and you also have to have the fifty thousand foot you know overhead view of it. It just don't work. You know, so it's two ways of doing it, and, you know, I mean, yeah, James Gunn's movie's probably going to turn out well, because, I mean, look at the freaking cast, and it's it's James Gunn. Like, he does, he does this really well. However, as a general rule, that ain't the way it works out real well. <laughs> I mean, just look at the past how many movies now? Uh-huh. So... Anywho, that's my thoughts on that. Just to All continue right. to to kick the 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 beaten dog that is the DC universe. Absolutely, I feel bad in a way, but in other I don't. They're, none of them are going to the poorhouse over this. Multiple
2: so. chances to impress us, not impressed. Yeah, I still
0: say uh, the most the most fun two movies that I've seen out of DC since I mean post Nolan trilogy it was Suicide Squad. You know. Which I guess now we're just calling that Suicide Squad one or Suicide Squad, and now now it's the Suicide. I I don't know how they're. That's the <laughs> other thing that kind of aggravates me about this. Is like, so you just is it a sequel? Is it a reboot? Is it a what? I don't know. You know, I, I, I whatever. Who cares? Mm-hmm. But the the Harley Quinn movie and the original Suicide Squad movie, those two are at least fun. And this and the original Suicide Squad movie wasn't all that fantastic. It was just at least a ride. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. That that doesn't say a whole lot when it's like two kind of minor movies are your favorites, yeah. you know.
2: One minor point, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 sadly not coming out till May 2023.
0: Yeah, I mean it kind of makes sense. I mean Thank you everything COVID is kind of pushed back. Oh yeah, I mean and and who knows how that's going to go because now we have parts of the country going back to mask mandates.
2: Cheers. Yeah.
0: If you had that in your if you had that in your office pool, go ahead and have a drink. Not because that's how office pools work. Just have a drink cuz you probably need one right now. And I you're do. probably
2: working from home. So
0: <laughs> with no pants on. <laughs> we had a brief return to what might be called normalcy and now it's going to be back to like, all right, the toilet paper wars are back on. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's wearing pants. Everybody's covered in dog hair, and nobody knows what the hell's going on. Merry uh, Christmas! Hey, it's July. Uh,
2: I don't care. I still got my Christmas tree up. Shut up. I you know. see, <laughs> and I see tumbleweed rolling through aisle thirteen in the uh, Jewel. So
0: yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome.
2: Uh, Pandemic
0: two, electric boogaloo. There Woo-hoo-hoo. we go. There we go. Uh, just hit me with a bus right now, please. Moving oh, right we, along. No, we can't because I've got stuff I want to see. So never mind. Keep keep the world spinning. I've got stuff I want to see. I keep oh, forgetting that's right. that. That's right.
2: Uh, moving right along. Uh, yes, sir. The Loki finale may have explained uh, the WandaVision post credit scene. This coming from comicbook.com.
1: Uh-huh.
2: So as we recall, uh, Miss Wanda Maximoff was uh, in a cabin by her lonesome uh seemingly brewing a hot pot of tea and Whoa, whoa, whoa. which that pot, that teapot
0: might have been mephisto <laughs> i'm just saying will you it, stop it could have been he's a shapeshifter just just y- you like the bobby heen into my gorilla monsoon will you stop well i don't have any of them flashy jackets i use. I, wa- I do kind of want to get like a monogram jacket now is that does that mean i'm getting really old that i want to start monogramming my stuff
2: a little bit, a little bit. Okay, that's all
0: right. I'm, but here's the working
2: theory. So as we recall, yes. uh, we see the physical Wanda getting ready to have some tea, and then we pan to kind of the back of the cabin or another room in the cabin, and we see mm. the astral projection of Wanda as she's going through, I don't remember the name of the book, but it's a book of magic that she's, you know, reading through. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden she hears the cries of her sons. mm and so I think after that, the, the idea was, of course, we here at Free Range Idiocy, uh, purveyors of all theories and truth behind Marvel uh, content, decided to say, yes. oh, she must have somehow conjured them up kept them somehow in some, you know, limbo state or something like that with through her chaos magic. Well no. You folks. know what happened?
0: It it was that it's that Flurkin from Captain Marvel actually <laughs> swallowed the kids. So now they're living somewhere in a pocket universe inside the Flurkin.
2: Oh, good Lord. It always comes back to the Flurkin.
0: Well, I mean, hey, what can I say?
2: I'm a <sighs> Flurkin aficionado. Absolutely. Who's a good kitty, huh? (laughs) The working theory, however, is this, that it is possible, given the finale of Loki where we started or or we saw the branching of the sacred timeline into many timelines uh, and creating what is known as the multiverse, that uh, the working theory is now that maybe the sounds that she hears of Billy and Tommy calling out to Wanda... Is perhaps because they now exist in a uh, in in a multiverse, mm. and that this is a hint toward uh, because she is going to be a part of near as we can tell from other uh, theories and articles we have read online. You know where truth exists. Yeah, <laughs> that uh, oh, wait, Wanda Maximov is going to be a part of Doctor Strange, uh, Doctor Strange Two: The Multiverse of Madness. Yes. So uh, so possibly we've debunked that Chaos Magic was behind uh, her son's persisting, that it is quite possibly due to the actions of Sylvie, which we will talk about in a moment, and how the multiverse is now beginning to uh, render itself in, in different uh, areas of the Marvel Universe.
0: Yes, which does make a lot of sense, uh, and I think we even said this before we knew all of this, which... It makes us either brilliant or observers of the terribly obvious but it it makes it sets her up as the perfect big bad for dr strange in Mm -hmm. that you know she is going to muck around with a timeline more than it's already been mucked around with and Mm -hmm. even though dr strange did use the you know the, the time stone to muck around time himself now he seems to be pretty preoccupied with making sure other people don't mess around with stuff and that you know Things go according to order, so you know he's developing a twitch mm-hmm. uh, with this whole like branching of the timelines. So if she's trying to get to another one of these universes to get the kids, yeah, that would probably set her at odds with him for yeah. sure.
2: Yeah, agreed.
0: Yeah, it sounds. I mean, again, it it is they're doing they're they're doing this very well, but it's also kind of straight ahead sort of stuff.
2: It is very direct, very direct, even though it is uh, seemingly complicated content. And lastly, last news item uh, before we get to the health update. New Disney Galleries episode, folks. coming in Oh, yes. Oh, yes. This is from AVClub.com. Disney has announced a new Disney Gallery behind-the-scenes special that will reveal all of the secrets of Din Djarin's climactic conversation with Moff Gideon and the Dark Troopers, not to mention the eventual fate of Lil Grogu, whose magic blood hopefully has nothing to do with the rise of Skywalker. I copied that out of the article because I found it funny. But basically, they will be doing one of those behind the scene episodes on the making of the season two finale. Uh, it will include uh, basically looking at the technology used to make uh, Luke Skywalker happen, and also will feature insights into working with Mark Hamill and the immense pressure and responsibility the show's crew felt when making the episode. Yeah, I could believe that because you know we're we're bringing back one of the the loved characters from from a early '80s uh, sci-fi. Uh, mega hit, and uh, we want to do justice to it and uh, by goodness they did this is the way yes
0: yes i I was very uh it was very curious when they came out with the the mando season two uh, Disney gallery, and of course, it was only one episode, which I was thirsting for like the multi episode gallery that we had for season one although i kind of understood like eh, at the time you're not getting a bunch of people around the table and that was one of the most entertaining parts for me was just Mm. the the crosstalk between actors (laughs) directors all of that stuff Um, however i understood but then they didn't talk about that last episode for squat in that gallery and i was like ah, ah, ah," i felt i felt wronged even though i they all hate you you know i i have a hard time staying angry at john favreau because he has done so much to make my life happy. Aside from my family, probably one of the people who was responsible for happiness in my life, which is either sad or remarkable, however you want to look at it. This is the way. But to see that we're going to get basically a gallery just on that episode, yes, bring it on, give me every single little detail, every little thing I want. However, now I have a question for you. What was the unfortunate, what was the, hopefully Grogu's magic blood didn't have something to do with Rise of Skywalker bit? Because that was, what was that all about?
2: Oh, because I think in season two they were starting, like, if you recall in, um, not in the finale, but in some of the prior episodes, I think it was the Mm -hmm. one when they went back to... where Grief Karga and Cara Dune were, if you recall, they came upon the uh, similar-looking um, cloning yes. okay. uh, containers that, um, I'm going to forget his name. See, the only name going through my head is Count Dooku, but that's not his name. Who, who is the big bad in, in Seven and Eight? And, and Ray chops him down. Um, or, sorry, Kylo. Oh, Snoke? Snoke, thank you. What was kind of inferred from that is that Gideon was essentially taking Grogu's uh, samples of Grogu's blood uh, because that goes back to season one where they're taking his blood because uh, it is force and, inha- you know, clearly has, you know, force yeah. capabilities to it. And uh, the thought was, were they using his blood to essentially do experiments that led to Snow coming to be? See, now,
0: I don't see what the problem is with that, because to me you're now adding something that then makes that make more sense instead of just having this like hateful, spiteful heart of like, well, like every star Wars fanboy who just can't deal with reality or slight disappointment, they all hate you, which is, a, I don't know, a lot of them. Um, anyways, but to me, it's like, Hey, that actually makes this more, makes more sense. Like now mm. you've tied this in somehow. Like we've, you, you've creatively kind of corrected or, Managed to ground something instead of like, we just want to ignore this. Like, well, it happened. Okay. Like, you just can't go, oh, by the way, that didn't happen. <laughs> wish we could have done that with episode one, but we didn't. Uh-huh. It, it happened. So what's the problem with that? I don't get it, but I, I guess I, I don't get it. But I, I also understand that these are not always rational
2: folks. I'm guessing the folks who are writing this article probably were not fans of that. Well, you know what? tough. Now get the hell out of here. We refer you back to our episodes 1 and 2, the best and the worst of fans. Thank you. Yes. All Specifically right. the worst part. Yes. Absolutely. And finally, uh, you know, I'll give the health update. 29 days, ladies and gentlemen, without incident. Yes. We're almost Woo! to the big 30 and moving on to uh month 2. So, uh the uh ticker is running on schedule and uh no irregularities thank thankfully knock on wood so uh hoping to keep this uh this trend running there i knocked on some wood for you oh that wasn't patrick you're welcome
0: no i gave patrick the night off i i he was he's been bugging me all freaking day i was like you got to get out of here <laughs> you got to get out of here he had some sort of birthday party or something to go to anyways so yeah. i was like just you know I don't know if there was like a Pokemon
2: Go tournament somewhere in the greater New England area. You know, the sad thing is that's probably part of the party. (laughs) (laughs) And that, my friends, is The Weekend Geek. Well, thank you very
0: much, sir, for once again scouring the interwebs and bringing up this news that we can talk about and then people can process a week after everybody else. Because everything is immediate, but you have to wait like four or five <laughs> days for us to actually get this episode out to you. So enjoy your your kind of slightly moldy news. And it's kind of funny, again, going back to, you know, the fact that we're we're older gents at this point and that, you know, it used to be like, ah, oh, four or five days, eh. And now that's like that's eons. In, in today's news and world cycle it's just like oh that happened an hour ago oh that's a whole we live in a totally different world than we mm-hmm. lived an hour ago mm-hmm. you know four or five days might as well be like the second century AD at this point but yes. we do appreciate uh you digging all that up and sleuthing it out and and presenting it to us and just allowing me to riff on it I I always appreciate that
2: Ah, oh, you're welcome and thank you for your contributions my friend
0: oh it's the least I can do and when I say that, I I mean it is actually the very least that I can possibly do, because as the Macho I, Man would say, "Dig it." Exactly, and I'm not going to do that because, quite honestly, I don't want to have to maybe change my shorts. <laughs> Blow a
2: vocal cord out. <laughs> yeah.
0: So now we get to the heart of the matter here, sir, as Don Henley once said. Uh, no, wait, uh, was that? No, yeah, that, I think that was, that was Don Henley. Heart... You had that right. Yeah. Okay, you dated cool.
2: yourself, but you had it right.
0: Uh, oh. <laughs> I've dated, I, I like I haven't dated myself already with some of the references. I mean, come on, the references that we use are always at least twenty
2: years old, and that's Crank what we think is day, like. Back in day, the cars had cranks on the front of them.
0: We we think like a twenty year old reference makes us young and hip and like current, oh, yeah. and, and everyone's just like you are just so woefully out of touch. It's pathetic. Please stop talking. Shame. Um, exactly. But uh, the important thing that we are going to be talking about this episode is Loki. All six episodes, of course, talking about the real or Jabroni. When we go through all of the rumors and all that, but of course, the specifically episode six, episode freaking six, oh. which uh, I'm I'm I uh, I'm not sure I'm emotionally ready to talk about it, but I'm going to give it a try. I might break down and start crying at any moment. I don't know. It it's everything. You got your hanky with you, man. Right Come on now. No, I don't. I've just—I I don't oh know boy. what I'm. I'll it's have to use my hat. to be an on-the-sleeve ordeal, I see. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> that'll that'll be nice driving home with a crusty sleeve. <laughs> Anyways, um, so uh, why don't you lead us through this? Because you, you, I—I I just feel like making you do all the work for this episode. Quite <laughs> honestly, um, I just—I just, I just which, realized which like, means Uncle all, Todd's all had one stuff. of those
2: days. So, uh.
0: <laughs> yeah, Patrick. Ah, crap. Patrick isn't here. Never mind. I was going to send him out for beer, but oh
1: Uh, well.
2: Well, why don't we just kick it off with with the, uh, before we get to the returns, which I know Uncle Todd is frothing over because he, he wants to understand if he has yet another bottle of bourbon headed his way. Which, uh, is,
0: which is, I just want to let everybody know, like, w- the way that we organize our stuff, we are, like, the most simple-minded creatures ever. Like, this is on a commonly shared drive. Like, the returns are in a spreadsheet just below where I had to access our outline. I'm so lazy and so ignorant of math, I didn't even bother looking at it because I see a spreadsheet and my brain just, just freezes up and oh, uh, yes. argh, seizes completely. So I, I could have known where I stood on this.
2: Nah. And I have engineered this in such a way that, uh, you know, if we need to make adjustments to the spreadsheet as we go through, because there are three, three rumors that we discussed that I think require a little bit of uh, discussion.
0: Okay, now now just a quick question, and I forgot to ask you this in our pre-production meeting. Could these three actually swing the, swing the, 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 the bet one way or the other, or is it already just a landslide?
2: Uh, I, I will say this yes they can quite possibly swing it
0: whoa some drama it's would you it's, look at this? it is it is
2: that close my friend
0: i like it this is great <laughs> i got a little extra spring in my step already this is good <laughs> all right let's get at this so where, where right. do you want to start where do you want to well, start where do you want to
2: start? well before we get into the returns just at a high level was the series what you expected just, just some general thoughts on the series overall before we get into all the rumors
0: you know, it's a weird sort of thing because yes and no, and, and I know that is like s- such a mamby-pamby, e- equivocating way to do it. But because of what we've gone through with WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier, I've gotten used to getting something that is not expected but yet kind of what I really want. So yep. I'd, I'd gotten myself into this mode of I really went into it without a ton of expectations because I knew that I would probably be wrong. And, and it wasn't going to be what I expected. And I was pleasantly surprised, uh, as usual, with everything that Marvel puts out, really. And, uh, and, and it was just, it wasn't what I expected, but it was what the character and what the story needed. And um, I, I actually spoke with a, a couple people this past weekend, and... You know, by and large, most people were like, "Oh yeah, it's great," and this and that and the other. And one person was like, "Nah, I was, I was expecting, you know, kind of more using the powers, and and uh, kind of got the feeling they were expecting more action." And I'm like, "That's not who Loki is." Like, I I, right. I, I get where you're coming from, and maybe that's just sort of your bent in what you like to watch. But you're, you're watching the wrong show, Sparky. That ain't. That ain't how that's gonna go, you know. It's it's like watching WandaVision and expecting like a court procedural drama. Right. You're on the wrong channel. <laughs> you you got go wrong something else exactly. Uh, so, but for me, I I it was it was so in tune with the character, and I really enjoyed the the arc of of uh, Loki's story and everything that happened. So it wasn't, but yet I. It was like you can't always get what you want, but sometimes you get what you need, and this was exactly what I needed out of the show.
2: How about you? Nice, yeah. I, um, I like you. I, I, didn't know what to expect, honestly. Um, you know, go- going into Wandavision, you know, I knew it was going to be kind of a riff where, you know, obviously from the commercials that it was going to be somewhat, somewhat anchored in. Uh, pop culture from different decades Um, Mm -hmm. and and that like I said that was pretty obvious from the commercial but of course not really understanding like what it all meant Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier really had no idea where that was going but but kind of understood it was going to be around Captain America's you know shield and and you know uh, Falcon taking on that moniker this one with the TVA and and kind of like this one goes to a place I mean probably WandaVision prepped us for this to some degree um, mm-hmm. because of how just kind of way outside reality this was. I mean, when, when when I think of like Iron Man and it being somewhat grounded and somewhat, you know, about a genius building a robot suit to help him fight evil sort of thing and, and, and having it certainly be fiction, but a fiction where you can kind of anchor it in the world we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, this really takes us completely out of that zone altogether. And really, you know, it, it was very interesting to kind of, in in some episodes get a brain dump a little bit of what what is going on, like what is this about, what is the TVA about. I I really enjoyed episode one. I I really liked having a character like Loki who has done some pretty dastardly things have to sit and watch his existence pass before him and especially Mm. the things that he hasn't lived through yet to see Mm -hmm. what his end was. Oh yeah, and yeah. I was hoping they weren't going to pull one of these routines where he sees it, but he still goes back to his old ways. Like Tom Hiddleston was just a marvel throughout this this these six episodes. I mean, yeah, Loki has changed. There there is no doubt. <laughs> you know yeah, what I and, mean? And
0: and and actually, it was something I just want to I just want to break in briefly because I think you you brought up a really good point there about how he had to watch what what his end would be, and in that moment, like it. In one on one hand, because Loki is so dastardly, you're like, mm. yes. Now you you get it. You see exactly where you end up. That's your just desserts. That's almost more deserving than if you you know whatever. Like that version of that character, we hadn't had his redemption and hadn't kind of come around. Like yes, that's right. what you deserve. And you actually it's it's better now that you know it's coming. But then you see his reaction and you kind of see it play out and you can't help but feel bad for the guy. Right. even though he's he is the villain you're like oh man that you know what that does suck (laughs) yeah i kind of feel bad for him and and that is totally because of the way that hiddleston plays it like he manages to to like have both sides of that coin at the same time and has a really good job by him
2: oh yeah yeah 100 percent um we actually over the weekend we started to watch um because we're we're walking through the phases of marvel um because my wife hasn't seen all the movies, and so we were we were watching, you know, in phase two, and we we're looking, we watched, we started to watch Thor: Dark World, and what I appreciated watching in that movie and and thinking about, um, you know, what was done in in the Loki series was, you know, especially in episode one, you know, clearly he has a very strong connection with his mother, and it was interesting that in the series. They made that connection when when Mobius was showing him his past and kind of trying to get to the heart of what is Loki about. And and he was very, you know, when it came to matters of his mother, he was very emotional. And in Thor Dark World, that's how Loki was playing it. Like mm-hmm. he was indignant in front of his father at the beginning of the movie and did not show any emotion about what he was going to be punished for until his father said, you're, you're cut off from your mom. Your 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 mom is not going to visit you. You're going into the dungeon for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. and and the way Hiddleston plays that, where that's the thing that gets to him, yeah. You know, like like losing that yeah. connection with his mother was was devastating to him. And that I, I was just impressed with the fact that they kept that detail in the series because I mean, Dark World was like what was that back in 2012, 2013 ish, somewhere around there. Um, yeah, I mean that's so, that's a while, while ago. So, <laughs> yeah, so to, 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 keep that consistency was just, you, you know, with the character was just very, very impressive. And, and, and just, you know, again, this is what makes Marvel so deep and so good is they, they keep these details at the forefront and they don't skimp on them, you know? So there is, there is consistent consistency across the board and mm-hmm. to see his character go through the transformation and, and, you know, I, I wasn't sure about, you know, the Sylvie character at first. She grew on me over the course of the series. Mobius grew on me over the course of the series. I love seeing Hiddleston, like, like I love seeing Loki sitting at a desk. You know, like, <laughs> yes. like just that whole thing about him having a desk job, wearing a tie. I mean, it's just like, he has completely been reduced down from, from his glorious purpose to, you know, I, I'm just, I'm pushing pencils, you know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a total desk jockey like from the God of Mischief to employee number 835821, <laughs> yes. you know? Yeah. Like, oh wow. And he's he, I'm like the only thing that was missing was a little name badge, like in a laminated thing.
2: That yep. would have been that would have been great. Definitely, definitely. Oh man. So so yeah, so that was great. Uh, I mean, just the whole build up to the final episode and then yeah, just that episode 6 was just uh, I, I forget the actor's name, Jonathan um, Majors. Who, Jonathan Majors. Oh my gosh, was he just unreal? I mean, just oh, chewing was, scenery. Yes, yes. Holy, oh, yeah. and that's mo- an accomplishment because Hiddleston
0: will steal a scene on you, and 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 Sophia DiMartino, who played uh, yep. Sylvie,
1: yep.
0: It, excellent as well. Like and 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 much like we talked about the the the, uh, the chemistry between um, Scarlett Johansson and is it Florence. Pugue or yeah. Pugue? Yeah, I think pug? it's Pugue. Okay. F- well, Florence. Just just so that I don't Flow flow. N- just so i don't ma- yeah we have ScarJo and flow flow um i'm not sure which is going to get my ass kicked sooner by, by Flo i Flo forgot Flo, about honestly. that honestly well done sir uh but uh but much like the character the the chemistry between those two characters it, like loki and sylvie had such killer chemistry it was yeah. really good and yeah. and for someone to step into that chemistry and just be like literally like you're saying like, chewing the scenery around them was you got to have something and oh my gosh, so so good, so good as oh, yeah. he who remains. We will put that in little air quotes for the for the time being.
2: Uh uh-huh. huh. Mm hmm. Um. As you mentioned, the the various variants was was a, a, a funny and and interesting kind of take on things, and mm-hmm. you know, especially episode five where we saw the various Loki variants and and just oh, the, the interactions between them all were just I mean especially older Loki was just was hysterical I mean it was just like
0: <laughs> Mm-hmm. just like I am tired of it and I'm having none of your crap Loki which is exactly. actually what it should have been like exactly. I'm tired of all of you yeah yep. you make me weary <laughs> <laughs> I mean it would have I, I would have the only thing that could have made that better is is if they could have almost channeled like you know Ming the Merciless from uh from Flash Gordon and be like I'm you know that's yeah of thing. yeah that
2: would have, exactly
0: that could that would have been a great moment i know it's two two completely unrelated properties but damn it it would have made me chuckle so they would have had one
2: well and and you know richard e grant who was playing the older loki mm-hmm. i i just loved his end where where he had this moment of you know recreating you know all of asgard as, yes. this, as this mirage for Ilioth to to be distracted by and then Elias. when he knows when when he knows that he has to be the distraction that helps them do what they need to do, and he just lets off that glorious purpose. I mean, he plays that yes. so well because it's like half joyous and victorious and half madness. The way yes. like oh, the look on his face. I mean, he's just like <laughs> he just played that so well and just uh, yeah. So I I, I just fell overall. I mean, just just top to bottom uh, from from one to six, it was just just solid storytelling very well done and Mm -hmm. as we go through the reel and the jabroni we will get into uh some some of the uh the the deeper aspects of this especially in six where with with what i will lovingly refer to as not lebron's decision so um (laughs) (laughs) or maybe i should call it loki's decision
0: All right. Sure. The decision. Loki version. I'm taking my talents to that rock out in the middle of the cosmos around the swirly time thing. Yes, Yes, that's me. Yes. All right. Would well, you want to you want to dig right into this and start getting into some of our, our oh, real and you're jabronis? just
2: squirrely. You just can't wait to find out if you if you score another bottle or not, aren't you?
0: Well, I just I feel like we're gonna get into like I see what you have in the timeline uh, timeline on the on the <laughs> outline, and I I see I'm already
2: deep into this. I see what you have in my victory. Sp- I mean the timeline. But I, I, just, I'm,
0: I want to like, I kind of want to get into this. I feel like a lot of this other stuff we're going to get into yeah, yeah. as we go through these questions. So I don't, I don't want to keep our fans list, uh, you know, absolutely. waiting.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. All right. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we now begin to traverse the 27 real or jabroni theories that we have made picks for. I will read them. I will read our picks, and then we will uh, declare what it is uh, for for finality's sake. Uh, First theory, Loki Mm -hmm. will embrace his evil side over the course of the season, a.k.a. the heel turn. And both you and I said the jabroni, and I believe Mm -hmm. uh, we, after what we just talked about, that is the jabroni. Correct!
0: Yeah, that was that was a nice. It was a good first rumor to dig into because it was sort of a nice little layup It's almost like it lets you kind of get into the swing of things. It's like a warm-up pitch sort of thing like okay All right, I'm I feel loosened up because that was so easy like Yeah, of course. He's not gonna turn heel. It's his show You know oh, it you kind of know. well, I know and you you don't but still the it, god of mystery well, That's true. Yeah, uh,
2: but anyway, feels like it now anyways All right, our next one The show will set up slash connect to Thor Love and Thunder
0: I told ya! Both Uh, you and I had the
2: reel on this and what was the uh, outcome? Well, I mean
0: there is Frog Thor in there so I mean, maybe Oh, oh, that,
2: that will come up later
0: I think this one is still to be written, sir I don't know well, not not buying it, huh?
2: I I think we have to go Jabroni on this. There there was nothing concrete direct <laughs> tying into Thor Love and Thunder. You're wrong. <sighs> no. Not not
0: even a little bit. Not even a, not even a Taika Waititi like little cameo or anything. <laughs> but but actually, speaking of Taika, have have you seen the uh the video of uh Deadpool trailer reactions where he's he's watching the is it Thor and Love and Thunder or he's watching something and it's with Korg?
2: oh no i haven't seen that
0: Oh, oh no it's a it's the it's the trailer for ryan reynolds new movie free guy and i guess taika watiti is is the is the big bad or something in it so korg is watching it with him and reacting to it (laughs) it's so awesome it's great i'll post it in the show notes
2: that's funny all right this next one will make uncle todd happy Mm hmm. So uh, this rumor, the antagonist of the show will be a character from the comics called the Enchantress, which for about half the season, I thought I had correct as the real because I thought Sylvie was going to be the antagonist. But that changed mm-hmm. rather. Qu- and, and she was enchanting people. You. you
0: yep. You I, I would have guessed that I would have uh, if you'd asked me this about episode four. I would have said uh, I'm I'm toast on this one, but no, I managed to pull this
2: one out. Yeah, so Uncle Todd put the jabroni. I did the real, and uh, we know Sylvie was not the main antagonist, uh, or or the enchantress, or the main antagonist was not the enchantress. So it is the Mm -hmm. jabroni. So he gets that one. Correct the mundo. So so far we were tied. Now he's up one. All right, next one, (laughs) and this is funny. Thanos will make an appearance. (laughs) We got a Thanos copter. Does we didn't count? say specifics. We didn't say specifically how he'd appear.
0: I mean, the word Thanos was technically in the show, oh, but gosh. not
2: really. Not really. You and I both put the jabroni on this one, and we were correct in our skepticism, because while Thanos, the word, appeared on a helicopter, Thanos himself did not appear in the That episode, is true. Or in the show. Correct the mundo. That right. is true. Next one. The Loki series will be the genesis of the multiverse. Mm -hmm. I put the real. Uncle Todd put the jabroni. And as episode (sighs) six showed us. You're wrong. That is the real.
0: Once again, demonstrating I am a
2: jabroni. The cheeky (laughs) has it right. Not you, Bubba. All right. Oh, oh, no. Definitely me, Bubba. (laughs) This this next one, uh, Uncle Todd and I have to take a victory lap on because as tempting as this might have been. As tempting as this one might have been, cooler heads, wiser heads prevailed on this one. The Mm -hmm. Squadron Supreme will appear as a result of the multiverse opening up. Thank the heavens we had better brains than to say, oh, yeah, that'll happen. Correct the mundo.
0: I don't know if we have better brains. This could be uh, the, the broken clock being right twice a day sort of thing, but I'll take it. I will take it.
2: So we have the jabroni uh, from both of us, and that was the jabroni. There was no Squadron Supreme, so thankfully nope. we did not fall prey to that rumor. However, no, sir. moving on to the next one, uh, our street can only go for so long. <laughs> the Agents yeah. of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, will geez. appear during the series leading to a Loki-Colson conversation. And Uncle Todd and I both said the real because we thought it would be poignant to have Coulson, you know, kind of have a, a, a moment with with uh, Loki and and shame him, shame. Uh, but that never happened. And so we have the jabroni. You're wrong.
0: I'd, I'd like to say that I was heavily medicated when I made that call. But unfortunately, <laughs> I can make no such claim. I was completely in my right head. Yep. And I still said something that stupid. I, I think I talked I you know. into it. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> Probably, but even then, I should have I, I should have at least had some sort of sense about me.
2: Oh, man. Yeah. All right, our next one. Uh, the show will explore multiple Lokis from different timelines. And you and I Thank both you. put the reel on this one, and Thank that you. is, in Thank fact, you. episode five. Ding, ding. Correct the mundo. So we have that one. Thank you very much. Just for and that, I'm taking a celebra- celebratory
0: sip of my seltzer.
2: Please do. Please do. Uh, the the belch will be coming about 30 seconds after all right Probably.
0: more than likely yes
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right our next one the season ends with tom hiddleston stepping down as loki and you and i both said "Nah."
0: And we were right. Correct the mundo. Yeah, as 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 you can tell by season the uh, the post credit scene for episode <laughs> six, which I I thought was great because there, apparently someone someone threw out the theory that it was Marvel's way of jabbing it at people who are like spend. An inordinate amount of time like dissecting these post credit scenes or uh-huh. mid credit scenes and basically like hey here's one that you you don't even need to interpret boom <laughs> <laughs> loki will return in season two like all right take that take that but yet you know someone was like you know the shape of that stamp and the the pattern in the red ink that's Mephisto. Yes. Uh, you know, yes. That's his handwriting. It's really a symbol for Mephisto. If you turn it to the, to the left and you squint really hard. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. So moving right along. Yes. Uh, Anthony Hopkins will make an appearance during the season. Now, we had defined appearance as a new, or as, as we say at work, a net new uh Ooh, appearance fancy
0: terms uh-huh
2: uh, uh and that did not happen so no. uh, th- that is the jabroni i said the real uncle todd said the jabroni so he gets that one thank you well done sir uh next renee russo will make an appearance during the season yeah. Uncle Todd was feeling a little nervous about going Jabroni twice, so he went with me on the reel, and that was the Jabroni. So I took him down on that one. You're wrong.
0: <laughs> I paid for it. Although I will say, I think I think we we were not as far off with that one as we were with Agents of Shield. Uh, yes. I think there was much better chance of of Rene Russo or or uh, Loki's mom showing up yes in the in the show than there was Agents of Shield
2: for sure. I I was overjoyed when I saw Lady Sif because I'm like oh come on bring back Rene Rousseau. <laughs> yeah you can I mean in a way I kind of was expecting her
0: to come through on like that last time around like that would have been that would have been amazing but yeah, yeah. alas it was not to be
2: alright so this next one yes Kang the Conqueror will make an appearance
0: that, real that's
2: of- gotta be that's gotta be Kang the real of the Tribune.
0: Oh, I think we can safely s- establish that one as the real. Ah, uh, yes. yes. Especially considering the fact that, um, uh, um, oh gosh, what's his name again? Uh, Jonathan Majors is credited in episode six as, quote unquote, he who remains. Mm-hmm. However, if you just stroll on over to the Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania page and you look at the top cast, Jonathan Majors, lo and behold, is right there, not, not only in the cast, but the first cast member listed and he is listed as Kang the Conqueror so ah. any debate about that one right there is done it's him agreed it's Kang and he's it's coming to rip God. the door off the Marvel Universe and he's gonna he's gonna tombstone the entire MCU apparently <laughs> which I am here for I am here for it
2: Uncle Todd's got the popcorn popping
0: yes indeed I do
2: Another Kang-related theory: uh, Kang the Conqueror will be the main antagonist. Now, I don't have a question mark on this one. I probably should, because here's a question: Is Kang truly the antagonist? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would or or not. I I mean, I call this sorry. I call this the jabroni saying he's not. So I'm actually sorry. I I think I misread. (laughs) Misread the answer, but let's talk it through so he is not the main antagonist correct no i think he has to be oh so you think he's this is the real i mean i mean
0: yeah i mean he he's the main antagonist right i mean who else is who else is if sylvie isn't it's not Uh, loki Loki. what was
2: the character from the tva who is kind of
0: um. Well, well, does I mean is she really? Uh. So Judge Rensselaer? Yes, uh, that, that's who I was kind of
2: thinking about.
0: No, no, because she's, I mean, she's an antagonist. She's not the antagonist because I mean, who else could be the antagonist except for the 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 person who, right up until like the very last five minutes of the show, is like I know everything that's gonna happen and like dodging out of the way and all that, and it takes like this one moment of like oh now i don't know but he's still the one pulling the strings and has allowed everything to happen he has to be the antagonist right
2: uh yes i mean there there is, yeah so i went back and forth on this because there's the line where he talks about how everything that's kind of led them to where they are was by his design mhm so yeah. there's that and then But then there's his presence throughout, you know, like his presence wasn't really there through, like it was mostly Judge Renslayer and her machinations that were kind of causing everything. Um, Well,
0: true. But if you're going to, if you're going to say that Sylvie isn't the main antagonist due to the events of episodes five and or six, then kind of turning that around, like you've got to say that it's, it's Kang due to the events of episode six.
2: All right. I can be convinced. I, that I was logic. I mean, it
0: doesn't matter. We we both answered the same thing, so we either rise or sink together on this one. We, so I got, we do. got a dog this, in the this, fight. This really? Not,
2: yeah, changing this is not going to uh, impact the results greatly because we both went the jabroni on this. Yeah, and which quote, I, don't, I don't. What the hell were we
0: thinking? Like, I mean, if if Kang shows up, he's got to be the. I mean, we had him both in it. It's like, who else is going to be the well, antagonist then? Here's I can't, what we, I can't defend that on any way.
2: No, no. Here's what we talked about. We talked about his appearance being like Thanos's appearance after Avengers. That it would be oh. a very quick view of seeing Kang oh, the Conqueror. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like remembering he now. Be yeah, a presence like he was in in episode six.
0: Okay, yeah. It okay. That makes me feel a little bit better.
2: Not there much, was but a, a method to the madness. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Okay, well, thank you. Thank you, Randy. Appreciate that. Take it. All right. So we were we were both wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> we were going to be both right, and I just talked us into both being wrong. To you're quote welcome. the
2: illustrious Bernie Sanders, you're wrong. All right. Yep. Um, this next one I have a question mark next to. Ooh, okay. So the show will reveal Loki has appeared through Earth's history influencing events. The real or the jabroni? Now, when we go back to episode one, we see uh. that Loki did, in fact, at times, pop into Earth's past, like specifically when he was the plane passenger who was stealing a buttload of money and then decided to bifrost his way out of there.
0: Yes, D.B. Cooper, yes. D.B.
2: Cooper, thank you. But it wasn't, you know, that, that wasn't a theme through the show. So that's where I wasn't sure how to rate this one. Is this the real or the jabroni?
0: Well, okay, so the show will reveal Loki has appeared through Earth's history. Uh, he I mean, did go
2: back to when the volcano blew up, right? He went back to Pompeii. Yeah, of course, that, didn't, that, that nothing, didn't
0: influence an event because it was a, an apocalypse event. So it you, was an
2: apocalypse you, event, right,
0: right. No matter what you do, it doesn't change things because everybody dies anyways.
2: However, for I don't the record see, the man they call Tim went the real. Uncle Todd went the jabroni on this one. So let's see what he says. The trouble is I can make
0: a compelling ag- argument for either one because going by a strict letter of the law, you could say the show will reveal Loki has appeared through Earth's history. Well, it revealed he had, he appeared once, and he did influence an event. So there's a, the real there. Sure. However, it doesn't... Reveal that he has appeared through Earth's history, and, and through could be interpreted as mm-hmm. throughout. Like he has appeared multiple times. You know, it's a plural sort of thing, not just like, hey, he popped in once, and well, he he influenced an event because he was D.B. Cooper, and it's still uh, it's still an unsolved mystery. Mm-hmm. You know, someone bring in William Riker real quick so he can he can narrate this. Number part. one. Um, wait, was he was he unsolved mysteries or was it? Was he something? Was he like Ripley's oh, it or Not? Oh, you're thinking of Shatner? Didn't Shatner? No, 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 no. Uh, it was, it was, it was Jonathan Frakes. Was a uh, was one of those shows. Oh, really? And it ran for a long time. Oh, I I'll don't have to remember. look up and see what that is. Yeah. I'll put it in the show notes. I can't remember what it is, and I'm too lazy to look right now. So here's the thing: like I, I am a toss-up on this. Like I, I really can see both sides of this. Truly, you have a
2: dizzying intellect. Wait till I get going.
0: Like, I'm almost at the point, like, I think we have to almost call this one a draw because. OK. Yeah. I, 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 I can't say. I mean, what do you think? What, what is your f- feeling on this?
2: Well, I, I, you know, being the one who put the results together, I, I had to put a question mark on this because I had the same struggle. I, of course, selfishly want to call this the real because there was a moment he influenced, but it wasn't an overriding theme throughout the show. So I go back and forth.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. How about this? So I I don't know what the math is on this. I say right now we put this as a draw. And then if this if this is literally the the pivot point for the entire thing, we flip a coin at the end. Either that or we like we we like fight to the death in the Thunderdome or something. (laughs) And and you know what would be hilarious about that is we'll both throw out our back before we can even like reach each other like
2: like like, ah! like walking to the ring we'll throw our yeah. back out like my hammy yeah <laughs> oh my my trick knee <laughs> <laughs> oh good stuff all right we will we will list it as a draw so because it is a draw ladies and gentlemen just again to go over the scoring uh, if one of us definitively has it has it correct it's a plus two. If there's a tie, it's a plus one. So when we both get it correct in selecting the same result, we each get plus one. And if it's wrong, we get zero. So because it's a draw, we're going to call this a zero for both of us.
0: Yes. So no no influence
2: to the score. Okay. All right. So now that we've sussed that out, uh, the next one is young Loki will make an appearance during the season, and we both said the real. And I do believe we had a kid Loki in episode five. Hey, he was drinking
0: high C Ecto Cooler and everything. I mean, I come tell on. You.
2: I tell you man that episode five was uh, you know huge I mean a lot, lot lot of real and jabroni were were settled in that uh, d- during that episode so that was, that
0: was yeah and a lot of little, a lot of kind of weird Easter eggs and a lot of people trying to talk themselves into like a Pixar crossover because it was that pizza <laughs> delivery uh, car and they're like oh, yeah. it's the Pizza Planet truck I'm like no it's not it's it's not no 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 not unless Todd, you get- that car what that was mephisto you know, I thought one of them headlights was kind of crooked. <laughs> kind of looked like it was winking at you. <laughs> Actually, what I really found funny is the fact that you have the you have Owen Wilson drive like racing around in a car, and you know he was the voice of Lightning McQueen, ah, so that nice, and he's, nice. and he's racing Elioth. I thought yes. that, I was like, you know what? It's kind of funny.
2: That's just a little meta.
0: A little, a little. But hey, now, now we know that all Owen Wilson movies are now part of the MCU. Mm-hmm. So eventually they are just swallowing up everything. Yes,
2: yes. Uh, so our next one is a very odd duck. Okay. This, this rumor came about because during one of the commercials for the show...
1: Mm, it yes.
2: showed a, a what looked to be a female with reddish hair. Now I don't remember if this was Sylvie or not. It may have been. Well, Sylvie. the funny
0: thing is, so when they showed when Black Widow was in Endgame, well, because because the funny thing is, Black Widow had short blonde hair in Infinity War,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then grew it out so that you saw like the the red roots and the blonde hair and all that in Endgame. So there was this sort of and and when you look at the 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 length of hair of Sylvie and 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 Black Widow from Infinity War very close yeah. especially for yeah. like one of those like you see it for a millisecond and then it's gone sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So the rumor was that she will make an appearance due to Loki shenanigans. We of course like the fools that we are said the real and it was the jabroni there was no black widow in loki at all you're wrong no
0: although that would have been a rather interesting cameo but Scarjo had uh, had much better things to do she she was hanging out with Flo flow
2: i was gonna say she was hanging with flow
0: flow <laughs> Cut, cutting like a 12th Trailer for for Black Widow because like oh. we got pushed back another two months. Crap. So we're, what are we gonna put in? The, just just take the first trailer and do everything <laughs> backwards. That's a that's a gimmick. I'm out of ideas. I'm out. There's nothing left to cut unless we're just gonna give the whole damn thing away. That's right. There's nothing. Which actually is remarkable that they managed to cut and recut the trailers for that movie so many times mm-hmm. and yet really didn't give away everything in it. And yet DC puts out one trailer and you're like. All right, I don't need to go see the movie now because you gave everything away. Yep. Like every everything that might happen in the movie is right there. Perfect. You might as well just put the credits at the end of it and we're done. <laughs> it's a great time saver, you know.
2: <laughs> Always about the efficiency, Uncle Todd. Well, you know, I'm a,
0: I'm a fan of a life hacker three.
2: You are. You are. So this next one is and I, I didn't check position wise if this is the same, but this is uh, the Isaiah Bradley Award rumor. That both Uncle Todd and I nailed, uh, thankfully. You know, a blind squirrel finds a nut at some point. Lady Sif will make a return. And how? She appeared, I believe, in episode four. In uh, mm-hmm. you know, humorously as some sort of torture device. <laughs> it's constantly just, you know, <laughs> I think she was uh, kicking Loki in the nether regions, if I recall, right? Or, or mm-hmm. no?
0: Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. every Every single time. Every single time, except for the last one, I think.
2: Yes, yes. Uh, o- over some incident where he, he cut her hair as a joke or something like that. So, yes, Lady Sif came back. I was just like, oh, come on, Rene Russo, come on. I yeah. need this for the real and the jabroni. And no, no Rene Russo. So, But both Uncle Todd and I had the real on this, and Lady Sif did, in fact, return. So, that is the real. Uh, so, we we have that one nailed. Correct the mundo. All right. Um, one got to get my cursor back on the spreadsheet I'm, I'm i'm working the show notes here i'm working the spreadsheet it's just like craziness over here
0: you're working hard i'm just over here drinking seltzer and just hanging out yeah, it's, it's kind of nice i'm enjoying this
2: all right this next one uh loki using the tesseract will cause a splinter in the space-time continuum setting up the overarching plot of the series uh that did not happen he simply transported and then was uh, considered a variant and was removed from the variation that he created so uh i would now, say this is the jabroni
0: hang on a second because and now again we both said the real on this so again i don't it, it doesn't matter all that much but just from a a sure and an accuracy standpoint loki using the tesseract did cause a splinter in the space-time continuum and because he he caused a variation he became a variant so it did cause a branch that was then trimmed ah. by the TVA and and yeah. it did set up the overarching plot of the series in that it was kind of the initiating event that that pushed him out of his normal life into the story. So, technically, it is the real.
2: Uh you convinced me. I'm changing it. Correct, hey,
0: I mean, we both get equal points, but I mean, I am a stickler for accuracy if nothing else.
2: I appreciate that. Thank you, sir.
0: Yeah, I do what I can.
2: Uh, of course, all and right. I just
0: love to have you, make you alter math.
2: Yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working the spreadsheet over here, making sure the code's working correctly. All right.
0: He's got an adding machine over there. He's like, I got reading, that, reading that scrolling tape off the box. I can't tell if it's a six or a three. Ah! Is that I got to do it all again.
2: Is that an eight?
0: All right. Do you, uh, have, do you have, like, one of those visors, like, with the that filters out the light? It's like yes. the, the the green visor. Oh, yeah. That would be awesome. I do. That's Oh, good, good. Uh,
2: our, our next one, uh, Hemdal will make an appearance when Loki is in the past. And uh, I said the real. Uh, Uncle Todd said the jabroni. And unfortunately for me, it was the jabroni. You're wrong. Well, can't win them all, sir. Uh, however, I came back on the next one. Uh, Loki will invoke the Bifrost to travel somewhere while he is in the past. And that does, in fact, happen when he is yeah. Cooper.
0: Yeah, so
2: I did the reel, Uncle Todd said the jabroni, and uh, it, it was a flashback, but not one that we have seen before. Uh, mm-hmm. And therefore, uh, I think it is fair game.
0: Yeah, new footage. You 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 called that one.
2: Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, getting to the end here. And you know what? I, I'm looking at these last few uh I think we should maybe talk a little bit about the decision from episode 6 at the end of this because I don't think any of these are going to deal with that.
0: No, no, we were we were so far off the edge of the yes. map by the time we got there that we couldn't have we couldn't have hoped to have predicted anything that happened at the, like actually beyond like episode 3, honestly. Correct. Correct. <laughs> you know.
2: Uh, so these next two are gimmies before we get into the final two. That might be uh, slightly uh, controversial, but we'll see. First one is Mephisto will not make an appearance. And we both said the real. Now, Uncle Todd would probably think that in episode one or two, when Mobius is in the chapel and there's this image of, of some devil looking thing in the stained glass. I know he jumped off the couch throwing popcorn and said, that's Mephisto.
0: I you know i I still think that reference could be construed mm-hmm. as a nod i'm I'm just gonna put that out there however, I will not be litigious about this and I will not litigate the point. I will allow this to proceed
2: Thank you so uh, we both said the real and he did not make an appearance so that is the real uh, also uh, another gimme the thunderbolts. <laughs> well- <laughs> I threw this in because we had a we had a make up for from Falcon and the Winter Soldier on this one. The Thunderbolts will not make an appearance. We both said the real, uh, and there was no chance the Thunderbolts, even in the void, were going to come back. Oh, thank goodness for that! So we we are we are thankful for that as well. Now this next one, I struggled with. So mm. Loki will fall in love. Mm-hmm. You said the real. I said the jabroni. What say you, sir? Did Loki in fact fall in love during the series?
0: Now, I—the thing is, I—I I know that you're—that there could be uh, a portion of our listeners, scant as they are, but we 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 love them all dearly, uh, and, and except when we talk about Kevin Costner, and then all of a sudden everybody comes out of the woodwork. I, I don't understand. We're, that. We're, we're focusing on the wrong thing. I am <laughs> flummoxed by. We ought to be a Kevin Costner podcast, and we'd we'd probably be making money hand over fist. We'd be household names. I still don't get how that happened. I've, I I uh, maybe Patrick goofed with the with the algorithms somehow, and it worked out. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I don't want our listeners to think that I'm doing this out of self interest. I think yes, he did because he had every opportunity to betray her to kind of go back to being who he was. Mm-hmm. He had every motivation to do it and there was genuine heartbreak in that in the, when she pushed him away at the end and pushed him back to the TVA. You know, he was doing everything he could to 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 kind of keep her from doing what he felt was wrong, which you could look at as well he's trying to get his way, but at the same time he wasn't he actually wasn't necessarily trying to beat her he was trying to almost stop her from doing something and not overly trying he was, he was trying to save her in some way i guess is what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. which is a it's a rotten way to say it because he wasn't trying to save her he was trying to maybe save her from herself from letting her her her, her uh, desire for revenge to overtake her mm-hmm. which i mean we we saw that after she did get her, her revenge she was kind of broken like it was like now I'm empty. Like, what do I do now? Almost like Nigel Mantoya, Like, I've been in the revenge business for so long. I don't know what I'm gonna do now. Yeah. And, but the his reaction to that wasn't anger. It was
2: it was heartbreak. I think I think he did fall in love with Sylvie. I really do. All right. Was it love or was it betrayal? Like he's experienced now what he has done so many times to his family and loved ones.
0: Well, I yeah. think it was betrayal. But I think that the reason why it hurt so bad is because there was love there. And in the same way as, you know, where his betrayal, uh, when he finds out what happened to his mother because he sent, you know, the dark elves the wrong staircase or whatever, but he was actually the reason why his mother died. Mm. And you see that hit him Mm -hmm. and, and how his betrayal, in a way, because he loved his mother. You know, and that hurts even more because it's like, no, not only is, do I know that my mother dies, but I, I'm the cause of it. And because of his love for her, I mean, how much that hurts. I think it's betrayal, but I think it hurts as badly because he did love her.
2: All right. Uh, You're wrong. I'll, I'll give you my take on it. Uh, okay. He didn't say I love you, and he had many times to do it. Uh, uh-huh. I'm calling jabroni on this one.
0: Okay. Well, here's the thing. Did Han Solo... Do you believe that Han Solo loved Princess Leia?
2: Um, Which movie?
0: Any of them.
2: Well, Star Wars, no. Empire, it was a...
0: Let's go from from the moment when you hear Princess Leia say, I love you, and he just says, I know. Do you think that he loved her from that point forward at any given time or moment?
2: Uh, I don't know. I think he was oh, still thinking. Come it. on, <laughs> you snotty little bastard!
0: This is this is first of all, that's gimmick infringement because that's the kind of crap I would do. All right, that you're not allowed to do that. That's my that's my gimmick. All right. I want a straight answer out of you, sir. Do you or do you not believe? Han Solo loved Princess Leia. You
2: want answers? I want the truth. You can't
0: handle the truth. Uh, yeah,
2: I suppose there's a little love there.
0: Okay. Did he ever did he say it?
2: No, he did not.
0: Ladies and gentlemen of the jury,
2: <laughs> I rest my case. Oh, come on, man. They did give me a break. They they didn't. Loki did not he had so many opportunities he didn't
0: I would I would give you a break but I mean that that is not always a a necessary component of that feeling love and saying I love you doesn't necessarily I mean it's like do you if you if you don't tell your your wife that you love her every single time that she happens to leave the room well you had an opportunity to say it does does that mean that you love her less at that moment now that's a I mean again that's a real stretch of an well, of no, a thing but, but it's you've, not you've like a married constant the thing. person
2: you've declared your love I mean you I know I know but what I'm what I'm
0: saying is Has it's there not been always declaration? necessary for that to be because at the same time you're looking at a character who is already going through a complete sea change mm-hmm. in their personality and in their character and we've seen it for other characters like Han Solo. Like, he is not going to say that he loves her, loves, uh, that I love you back to Princess Leia there. It's not in his character. Even though he feels it, and you can tell just through the acting, you can tell that that's what he, and actually, I think that was the original line that he was supposed to say, I love you back. And they, and it never worked. And they came up with that, you know, it was Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford, you know, Kirshner selling, just, just do it, say something. And that's what he said. And he was like, perfect. That's, that's Han Solo. And the idea that a character is going through this change, that he couldn't say it at that point, it wasn't in his character to say it. You wouldn't have belie- it would have sounded phony coming out of Han Solo's mouth at that point. Yeah. And just like it would have sounded kind of phony coming from Loki at this moment. like his character is still very much in flux, you know And, and, and it's necessary flux because you kind of need to believe that he could turn, that he could turn on her in that last moment. You kind of need to believe it in order for that whole thing to work. So of course he's not going to say it. And and granted like I, I I do feel strongly about this one. I think it I really do think that he did, that he loves her. I think that's that's kind of an unstated given in the in that character dynamic. Uh, otherwise I don't think it's as meaningful when when she pushes him away and I don't think it's as meaningful in in his actions afterwards cuz he's kind of running to To go find Mobius, even as as like the entire Freaking universe is exploding, Mm -hmm. he's trying to get back to Mobius, and he's trying to get him to help him to get Sylvie. And that's when they realize, like, oh, he doesn't even know Mobius doesn't know who Loki is anymore. Mm. You know, that's why he's going to find Mobius. So I I think it's got to be because it wasn't anger, like I need to get my revenge. It's like no, I need to help her. You know, or something really bad is happening
2: wanting to help a friend I'm just saying
0: all right Bismarcky, but you
2: say he's just a friend <laughs>
0: but you say he's just a friend oh, oh baby you oh, good lord here he goes by the way uh ladies and gentlemen poor one out for the biz mm-hmm. this is a terrible loss to to the the music community and uh the hip-hop community in specifics but oh what a guy I'm still trying to find, I'm still trying to find, there's an album that I used to play when I was on college radio, and I I cannot, I, I want to say, the name of the guy was Andrew Sexton, and he was like a jazz hmm. woodwind player, jazz clarinet player, and he, but he did this kind of jazz funk sort of thing, and on one of the tracks, it was like a live track, they did this thing, and they busted into, you say he's just a friend, because Biz Markie was like, was rapping on a couple of the songs and then they go into that and i'm still trying to find that i want to find that so badly uh if i can i'll put it in the show notes but oh my gosh it's it's what like the, my white whale i am searching this thing down and i cannot find it anywhere uh but yeah poor one out for the biz anyways absolutely. roundabout absolutely so you you do have that as the real. so uh that's points for me yeah it's points for you i'll i'll give it All to right. you Thank you. I'm glad that I'm glad that you saw the light.
2: Now I I hope you will do likewise and give one to me in return. Uh, okay. So Thor will make an appearance during the season. Uh, I submit the Thor frog as the appearance.
0: <laughs> no, I, I seriously, we're going to count Throg as
2: as the as, as an appearance. Is it Thor? It's a frog. Oh, but I mean, you know, we don't have to say it. To- <laughs> well, in
0: that case, then we then we got to say that Thanos was there because there was the Thanos copter, and it, there's the name Thanos. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, dude. That's that's thin. That is wicked thin. Are you kidding me? i have Ah, man. Well, all
2: right. No, that's. fine. Hang on. Uh, no.
0: That's fine. Look, give me your argument. Give me your layout. Lay I the case gave you score. my argument. There was a frog. You look like Thor. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you got? Come on, man! I, like, give me some examples. Pull, pull some other. Like, help me out here, so I don't look like I'm just operating out of my own self-interest. But you, you gave me was, nothing. It,
2: it was a two-second bit, like panning up. I mean, there was there was no. <laughs> but at least you can at least go back and cite like the the
0: the the comic book where where you know or something. Like, give me. You're not helping me at all on this. <laughs>
2: Fine, I'll call it the jabroni. That's fine. However. No, no however, just be wrong. Just stand there and you're wrong. and be wrong and get used to it. Oh, my gosh. Let yep. the record show. And I'm going to come
0: out of this looking like a complete a-hole. This is let awesome. Let the record
2: show they were, there was not one, but two that uh, had to go in, in Uncle Todd's favor. You're
0: wrong. You see, the thing is, I'm supposed to be the heel and you're supposed to be the baby face in all this, and now you're trying to do a turn on me. I see how this is. Well, you know. You're wrong. You're like one of one of Sting's many friends who's turned on him. We By have a way, bottle
2: of bourbon on the line, so things does, change.
0: Does does Sting have any friends whatsoever, or is he just so paranoid now that he just doesn't even talk to people anymore? Oh, Sting has Every single, every single person that he's ever been friends with in wrestling has turned on him at some point. <laughs> like it's it's unbelievable. Like,
2: do you know why? Because uh, it draws them money.
0: Correct the mundo. True, true. That yeah, you you do make an excellent point there. Excellent.
2: Carry on, sir. So I put the jabroni that Thor did not make an appearance. So now uh, I had the real Uncle Todd had the jabroni, so he gets now, the points. Now, if,
0: if Throg, if Frog Thor yes. had, had actually said something and it was, even if it was like a sound clip from an old movie with Chris Hemsworth voice, at least if it had been, you know, like something.
2: He was trying to bust out of whatever glass jar he was in i know but if, if it, there at
0: least been a little like whatever like what is thor's catchphrase something i don't know you know you know. It, you know if it had been like thunder from like the ragnarok or something it you know at least then i would have been like all right fine but yeah uh, come on come on come on dude.
2: moving right along oh geez don't be like that no no however just be wrong just stand there and you're wrong and be wrong and get used to it loki will do something that leads to slash triggers events for doctor strange too i put this as the jabroni um i guess you can make an argument that it could be the real because well actually no when i thought about this loki wasn't the one who did it it was sylvie
0: yes so yeah.
2: uh, that's why i went jabroni on this one and we both had it as jabroni anyways so uh-huh uh, so he he did not tip he did not specifically do something to trigger the events for Doctor Strange 2. It was Sylvie. So I yeah. put this as the Jabroni. Have, yeah,
0: no argument there.
2: Alright. Uh let's see. Uh last two, and then we'll talk a little bit about uh the decision. Uh Loki will end up destroying the TVA due to his shenanigans. Uh this was a tempting one, but we both said the jabroni, and it was in fact the jabroni. Correct. Mm. TVA uh, still exists, but just looks a little bit different with Kang statues everywhere. Um, And no one remembering who Loki was other than some sort of pencil-pushing jabroni. (laughs) So uh, that one, uh, I believe you would agree, would be the jabroni. Yes. All right. And then the final one, kind of blowing through these because we both had the same, (laughs) we both guessed the same thing, so there's really no material uh, benefit or outcome to this. So, uh, Owen Wilson's character will simply be the head bureaucrat of the TVA and not a major Marvel character in hiding. The idea here being that, uh, you know, as what sometimes happens, you know, you have uh, characters who seem, you know, like they're mild mannered and they end up, uh, you know, like Superman, you know, like Clark Kent becomes Superman or something. Um, Mm Uh, but no, Mobius is Mobius. And, and sadly, uh, as we learned was probably a variant who was, uh brought into the TVA and had his memory wiped or something like that to forget uh, everything but that he liked jet skis.
0: You know what would actually be really cool is if they managed to tie that into wedding crashers somehow.
2: <laughs> oh good
1: lord.
0: <laughs> well, think about it. I think that I think the kind of the main set piece after you get through them crashing all the weddings, I believe the last wedding happens at like a lake, so there could have been a jet ski there.
2: I could be. I could be. Mm, just saying. Maybe that's very
0: May we get Vince Vaughn in the MCU now? There we go. Uh,
2: so we both had the reel for this that it, Mobius would just be Mobius, and that was true. So that is the real. So, uh, so we have come to the end of our theories. Uh, ah yes. So we are tabulating. Uh, I, I'm setting loose the computer machine on on the uh, the the results here. And uh, I actually have to look back. Before I read these off, let me just check one thing. Um, I want to go back to our, our last uh, reel in Jabroni because I wanted to see what the score was. Because um, I think it's going to end up being very similar. Uh, let's so,
0: in other words, if we just picked the Jabroni, we would have fared better on everything? Uh,
2: no, actually, there were a few more reel out of this one than uh, Jabroni huh. Okay, fair. uh, So it wasn't a complete... uh, Sorry, I'm just clicking around here. There we go. All right, so I'm opening up the Falcon Winter Soldier Returns. Ah, okay, so you had defeated me 24 to 18 last time, uh, and the score as it stands right now with the draw would be 24 to 18 in favor of Uncle Todd. Glorious! Uh, Oh! Which... uh, is not counting the draw question. If, if we were to count it in my favor, it'd be 24-20. Uh, if we count it in Uncle Todd's favor, it would be uh, 18 to 26. Uh, either way, he is the winner. Uh, although there are uh, two questions that are uh, under, uh, uh, what's, what's the term I'm looking for? Under- uh, Protest. Protest, thank you.
0: Or just general misery on your part. However.
2: No, no however, just be wrong. Just stand there and you're wrong. This and be wrong and get used to it. Absolutely. I, I, I did not expect uh, to have such a vigorous debate, but uh, I understand. Love is love <laughs> is, is love t- when it's not expressed. So I, I understand. <laughs> it's a
0: very fickle thing, if you will. Oh man. Oops. Oh, seeing that seeing that just populate in the show notes is ah. Oh. Warms my heart.
2: Warms my two and zero. Two and zero, ladies and gentlemen.
0: I would just like to say a few words on this momentous occasion. Yeah, you you can uh,
2: say a few words.
0: I can do so because Tim can't mute me. Um, I'd like to thank all the people who have helped me get to this point. Kevin Feige, John Favreau, Tom Hiddleston, Jack Daniels, and I would. Oh, he's hitting the Seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> hitting it's hard. all over. It's all over. I'm surprised he didn't shotgun that sucker. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, but no, it's a it was a it was a a well-pitched battle, sir, and a very interesting exercise as always uh, to go through all of these and, and to find out that we actually somehow managed to come out a vaguely ahead of the curve is a shock to me every single time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not just myself, just that both of us somehow managed to come out ahead of the curve. I it's know. amazing
2: I know it is it is well, congratulations, sir
0: Ah, uh, well, well, thank done. you, sir well, well done. I thank you and uh it's perfect timing because my my Woodford reserve double oaked uh is empty at this point so ah
2: well, uh, you I did have mention to, some interest in the uh, Chicago based koval
0: i I am quite interested in that we'll have to speak about that afterwards all right no Pap see if that. See if that. <laughs> yeah. When we start making some money off this sucker, then we can have that <laughs> wager.
2: Oh man, yeah. Yeah, that that's that ladies and gentlemen is what you can come to expect from us. As soon as we start making any coin on this, it's just going to go toward, you know, let's get some pappies to celebrate.
0: Yeah, let's let's just say we're no, I mean, we don't need to say what the cap, the spending cap is on the on the on the bottle in question that was up for grabs. But let's just say that for the amount of money that we are going that that will be spent on the bottle for the winner, you would essentially be able to have a bottle of Pappy twenty three, like just passed under your nose so that you could sniff it, and then it would be immediately corked again and put back on the shelf. And that's you. That's what you would pay for. That is what you would get for your money. Like, oh, thank you very much. You for You know letting how Jimmy John says free it.
2: smells. That's not happening with <laughs> Pappies. So
0: no, no. Maybe the ten year. Maybe the ten year. They'll let you have a quick little whiff for for nothing if the mar- if the bar manager isn't looking at you. But otherwise, nope, ain't nobody riding for free.
2: No. So but before we uh, kind of proceed on here, um, none of these theories dealt with uh, the happenings of, of, of episode six with Kang. So I, I, I don't know if we just want to talk briefly about our thoughts on on just the what, what we've been calling jokingly the decision.
0: Yes. I thought it was a I and I I give you full credit for for fielding this thought
2: first. Oh, you're just saying that because you won, and you're just trying to like. No,
0: you know. no, I'm giving you, I'm giving credit where credit is due, sir, because <laughs> y- you you were the first one to voice this. Uh, well, voice it via text, uh, but the idea of this being such an interesting way to create a brand new bad guy and mm-hmm. like an. The uber bad guy sort of influencing all of the MCU that Thanos was and how it's not just, oh, here he is. And he's another big bad guy. It's it's that you, it's it's still even though, you know, who the bad guy is, it's a kind of an unknown bad guy, you know, because it's it's this idea of, of well, what what could be worse than this? And that's what you're really afraid of. Yeah. So kudos to you for for bringing that to to the attention. I I, I agree wholeheartedly. I think it's a a great way to do things, and, and especially to do things in a different way from what you just went through with the Infinity Saga, and and your next big bad is still, even though you know who it is, it's still unknown. Kind of like you just don't know how bad the real bad Kang is going to be.
2: Right. Right.
0: And I thought it was I thought it was interesting too the way that that entire decision played out, you know, the intensity of, of the back and forth with Loki and Sylvie. And of course, just, you know, majors in the background, just kind of enjoying it all until that moment
1: mm-hmm.
0: when he's, you know, he's like, we're past the red line. I don't know what happens next. You know, that, which right. was played brilliantly as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that entire thing was just such high drama. It, it was just, it was perfect because it really, it, it really had me on the edge of my seat like I was I was very I, I had the butterflies and the anticipation of like what's going to happen you know and uh, and even and even the ending which was like you could have totally you know predicted you know you could have like okay this or this or this and this you could have come up with that but it still felt so shocking that it actually happened. It was just, it was so well done. And and I think a a great dramatic way to end the series and to, to catapult you forward.
2: Agreed. So, yeah, no, no, I I agree with all that. I think, um, the way they, you know, I like how they kind of combine the two concepts of he who remains and Kang and kind of brought those together as, as this way of, of kind of creating what is to come now, um, with, with the decision that, that needed to be made. Um, Mm. and, and it was really like, you know, you were touching on, I mean, it it was really interesting how the heroes are put into this very difficult situation now because Mm. they either go ahead and kill him, And Mm -hmm. by doing that, you know, unleash something that could be worse than who they were talking to, or they are basically confined to the same prison that he's existing in. Like, this yeah. is kind of the end. This is like end of the line for Sylvie and Loki. They're stuck there. Yeah. So, you know, I, I've read some articles online where it's, you know, been kind of critical of critical of those, uh, you know, of, of, of the fact that the the heroes were put into that situation and that sort of thing. And um you know, where, where there's like, there's no, no win, you know, sort of decision they had to make. But then at the same time, I, I feel like it was a really creative way to kind of have the next big bad guy that's coming, you know, not be, you know, I was wondering like what they were going to do different now that, that Thanos is, is, you know, coming gone, you know, like, like mm-hmm. you can't go back to the well of, we have a villain who's going to collect all of these things and, mm-hmm. you know, do something with them and, you know, turn the universe upside down. I mean, we've been down that road yeah. and to do it again would just feel like a retread and 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 it wouldn't have the same impact, you know, just as, you know, seeing Thanos in the two and, Inve- you know, the two Avengers movies was, was, you know, he was just this phenomenal villain. Mm-hmm. And now you have Kang who, you know, we don't know a lot of the backstory on, on, on him, Other than just, you know, he who remains and the role he's played in trying to maintain order with time. It's time!
1: It's time! It's time!
2: But now, you know, especially the way he talks about, you know, the variants that he's aware of, you know, given the history that he knows concerning those variants, that there are worse versions of him out there. And... You know, as much as this doesn't seem, you know, it's this whole free will control, you know, free will versus control sort of thing. You know, mm-hmm. as, as much as you want to give free will to everyone, he's saying, you know, there's, there's very bad consequences when you do that. And he's, you know, he, like he's trying to do... Uh, he who remains is trying to do the right thing
1: always do the right thing
2: you know by Mm. by bringing the you know the best possible outcome for for the timeline and and for for most of existence now that's
1: it that's it i got it i'm gone
2: it's unclear if a multiversal war happens if that immediately means you know destruction for for the universe or not but but that seems to be the indication and and you know when when i've read about the character of King, you know, the, the, the conqueror that, you know, he's about going to the multiverses and, and dominating everything, you know, so mm. much as his name says. So, yeah, so this doesn't, this doesn't bode well and, no. but it, but it's a great way, the the way they kind of left it open now that it, it was really just, you know, Sylvie kills him. The, the timeline starts to splinter. And we're just kind of left on this cliffhanger of, you know, clearly, Loki has gone... Well, I shouldn't say clearly. He may or may not have gone into one of the branches because now we see, even though the TVA is there, Mobius doesn't remember him. We see the mm-hmm. Kang statues showing that you know Kang, in fact, has made his presence known uh, or felt, at least in, in the TVA. And it just opens the door now for all of this chaos to start happening in, in other areas of the Marvel Universe. So i really thought it was just a great great way to create a new bad guy and to have it be a decision by two characters one of whom was a villain for most of the time and the other we just met and you know who was trying to to free herself from whatever not prison but but free herself from the situation that she was trapped in i'm in a glass case of emotion you know the fact that she was you know pruned as a variant and Mm. Uh, and, and to just have that decision be, be thrust upon them where there, there's no good choice for them because either way, you know, if something doesn't happen bad to everyone, they're going to be trapped and they're not able to really live the life that they want to live. And I, think, uh, and I think that's just an interesting question that they kind of posed in, in the way the story played out.
0: So you obviously read some articles where people were not happy or some posts or whatever where people were not happy about putting the characters in that no-win situation.
2: Right, right.
0: Which I find funny because it's essentially the Tony Stark decision. Yeah, right. It's a no-win for him in that he can't have it all, you know? And what you just said, either something bad happens to everyone or something bad happens to just me. Either way, it's not good either way. I, I wonder if they were saying the same thing about his I am Iron Man moment in Endgame. And if they didn't, well... Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit of hypocrisy there, uh, a little bit, a little bit. Little bit. I mean, you know, we're hypocr- we hypocritical creatures as human beings, but still it's the same, same sort of thing. And I, I think there's value in putting characters into that kind of situation. It, yeah. it really, sh- it really gets you to where they're at, you know?
2: Yes. Yep. As it did here. I agree. And another
0: thing! <laughs> All right, sir, so what have you got for and another thing this week?
2: So my, my, and another thing is uh, a series on the Peacock called uh, WWE icons uh, where they, they highlight and spend the episode on the career of a particular superstar. Um, The first Mm -hmm. one I think was back, was done back in the WrestleMania timeframe in March uh, on Yokozuna. Uh, That one was extremely good. Uh, Mm -hmm. Then another one was done uh, for Beth Phoenix, which, um, which was really interesting as well. You know, especially understanding a little bit more why she kind of walked away, you know, given kind of the state of, of women's wrestling at that time. Um, Mm -hmm. But yet she was the one who kind of blazed the trail for what is now really, you know, evolved into, you know, a very, very strong women's division in WWE. Um, Mm -hmm. And then uh, the, the one I wanted to talk about today was Rob Van Dam, who uh, any wrestling fans out there know that RVD was uh, as, as Paul Heyman puts it several times in, in the series, or, sorry, in the show, he was like the he, he was ECW's version of Bruno Sammartino. He was ECW's version of, of Hulk Hogan. He was just this phenomenally talented wrestler. I, I really liked him because he, he just he kind of played this utility role where not, not that he was like a, a jobber utility role, but he was he held the TV title for, for 18 months, um, which was a really, you know, for that time was a very long title reign, but he was also a tag champion for a long time. Uh, with Sabu, and he was just kind of this guy who who just exuded success and, you know, confidence and uh, and performed at a very high level. I mean, just to, to watch some of what, what RVD would do in the ring, I mean, he just has just amazing athleticism when it comes to the acrobatics, mm. when it comes to a lot of the, tends to have a very kind of leg-based offense when it comes to kicks or springing onto things or, or whatnot. And I mean, just the guy just possesses just amazing ability. Um, mm. the most interesting part though, that, that I kind of took away from it was his relationship with Vince McMahon, which I never really thought of RVD, uh, when he was in WWE having any, you know, really any sort of connection with Vince, but, but Vince and he, you know, Vince had respect for him and, and, you know, RVD had, had his run-ins with drugs and that sort of thing that kind of truncated his title reign, uh, when mm. he became WWE champion, but but he really, you know, just was enamored with the creativity of Rob and and just the way that he was able to to grow himself into a champion across a, a bunch of different, you know, years in, in WWE. So, so anyways, it, it, it's it's a great series. Um, check it out if if you have uh, if you're a subscriber to Peacock. It's it's very interesting. I'm I'm such a geek for for these sorts of things because these are all. Documentaries about wrestlers that you and I kind of watched as we were uh, at at, at one thirty four Lilac Lane uh, mm-hmm. back in the day when when wrestling was was you know really kind of peaking and, and, and having its heyday and uh, and he, and he was one of the guys who was in the underground wrestling league that became just this kind of one of a kind uh, talent you know that just kind of uh, really just wowed the fans and and just put on some amazing amazing matches. Uh, so check it out wwe icons uh on the peacock specifically rob Van Damme.
0: yes indeed so my uh, and another thing is uh of course we already made note of the fact that we lost biz markey uh this past week um and uh my another thing is the biz singing benny and the jets with the beastie boys now ladies and gentlemen I am not trying to throw any shade. I'm not trying to speak ill of the dead, but I think even the biz would admit not exactly the finest crooner to ever emerge on planet Earth, or as Will Smith would say, planet Earth. However, the man sang with zeal that I can only hope to ever approximate, and uh, and one of the things that has come through in several of the 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 tributes that have happened on on social media is that that Biz was not just a rapper. He wasn't just a producer. He was an entertainer. He mm. could entertain people through whatever it was. Whether you're watching Yo Gabba Gabba with your kids, and all of a sudden it's Biz's beat of the day would come on, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> I remember this guy, and now he's on Yo Gabba Gabba. Oh, all that's right, funny. this. My brain is melting slightly less from having to watch this um, because as, as that happens when you have a kid and you're watching kids shows and you're just like, oh, my gosh, please make it stop. Uh, but uh, there was a story of, of him doing a DJ set before a Beastie Boys show and the power went out mm. and Biz just didn't even miss a beat. He, he just started beatboxing and rapping acoustic like, oh, wow. no, no, and just was trying to entertain the crowd. And he could get the crowd going and have them eating out of the palm of his hand. And he was just one of those dudes. And so there was a show, uh, and this was on Money Mark's uh, Instagram account, where he talked about the first time that they had him come out and sing Benny and the Jets. Uh, and it was apparently it was back in, like, either the late 80s or early 90s. And it was way before, like, cell phone video cameras were a thing. So they're like, he's like, there's probably no video of this original time unless the venue was videoing it, because people just didn't have a, a recording device in their pockets like they do now. But uh, he, he, he said that, so he was, a Money Mark was, of course, like the, the longtime percussionist key, keyboard, like do everything-ist for the Beastie Boys when they would tour and record and stuff. And he f- had a way of being able to kind of crouch down beside or under the piano, his keyboard, so that Biz could sit at it and look like he was playing... The piano and singing Benny and the Jets.
2: Oh, no kidding. Which
0: I really wish that existed. I wish the video for this existed. I've looked for it and I can't find it. But I did find a like 2006 video of him doing this, and it is every bit as wonderful as you might imagine. And the crowd is singing along and it is it's just fantastic. And at one point, Biz, who is like in an absolute downpour of sweat, like one verse in, takes off his shirt and is then singing shirtless to a sold out crowd. And I'm like, if only I had that kind of confidence, because I mean, again, I'm not trying to throw any shade, but I'm in much better shape than Biz was at that time right. and I ain't doing that. <laughs> No. No way no how. No. I'm am I at a show singing and taking my shirt off? Nuh-uh. No one needs to see that. But Biz, not even a thought. Just keeps right on going. It, It is just great. And it's like it is one of the goofy things. And it's, it's kind of a, probably not the greatest tribute, but to me, it's just one of those things that I'll always remember listening to and watching Biz do just funny things and just really, but also can do, also doing some really cool things. Like on every Beastie Boys album, there would be like a spot where Biz is on it and it would just be this thing of like, what is going on here? And it's kind of cool and it's kind of weird. And it was just, it was fun and it was great. And uh, he shall be missed.
2: Yes. Agreed.
0: Well, we've now come to the end of our excursion through idiocy. We, have, we are bringing the ship in to dock after our, after our idiocy. It is now my time to finally shut up. And the congregation says, hallelujah, praise the Lord. And uh, we would like to thank you all for, for tuning in, for listening. Uh, we've, we've apparently had an, an expansion of the free reign idiocy congregation over the past couple weeks we had an mm-hmm. a, a incredible bump in downloads that shocked both me and the man they call Tim who we have no explanation for it it was just this weird thing and so you know for you, for you new congregants welcome and we're sorry because you you went back and downloaded all those episodes at the beginning that we told you you probably shouldn't because all those like the first five episodes took a huge jump and i'm like oh no dear god any but those no no don't do that we've
2: changed
0: but uh maybe they stuck around maybe not and of course our kevin costner episode for some reason just took off i again go figure it's an untapped
2: market out there my friend
0: I shouldn't have be that surprised because, I mean, we did talk about just the un- the unbridled just power of Kevin Costner and sports movies, so we really should have seen that coming. However, uh, thank you all for joining the congregation, for being part of, the, of this, this wonderful little excursion into, well, brain deadness, I think is probably <laughs> the technical term for it. Fandom. Uh, but we do appreciate y'all tuning in. Uh, be sure to subscribe. You can find us on... Where are we? We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on iHeartRadio. Uh, uh, yeah, apparently. And uh, we're also on Google Podcasts. You can go to Podbean. You can also find us at freerangeedc.com. Go there. You find all of our episodes all neatly laid out. You can go and download all of those. Apparently, especially the Kevin Costner one. And uh, enjoy all those to your heart's content. Tell all your friends. Tell all your enemies. We don't care. We're not picky. We will take whatever kind of attention we can get, positive or negative. If you have any questions, complaints, thoughts, ideas for shows, or just general, like you know, what size shoe do you take? I don't know. We'll answer. I mean, because mm-hmm. let's face it. And I'm not giving it away right now. Like someone's got to email in and ask that, and then we will reveal that information. I'm not giving no question. Free. To agree. Exactly. Uh, you send all those to Tim at FreeRangeIDC.com. He will get back to you PDQ forthwith, if not sooner. And if you want to further, further your accounts here with us in the Free Range Idiocy congregation, you can find us on the social medias because, dang it, we love us some us. You can find us at uh, Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. All of those are at free range idiocy. You will surely find us there. Look for the orange luchador masks, and there
2: we are. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, now I am finally done yapping, <laughs> and uh, we will now hand this over to the less idiotic of the two idiots who run this show, who once again, I am just... H- hang. <sighs> hang on a second. got to take this. <laughs> oh, gosh. Hello? Oh, dear. Patrick, listen. I- I'm in the middle of doing the show. I told I was just starting when you left. What? You s- you set your apartment on fire? Oh, no. No, I'm not coming over with a bucket of water. <laughs> you have running water at your house. You set the sink on fire? How the hell did you set the sink on fire? That's where the water comes out of. <laughs> <laughs> you did what? Oh, dear. You hooked up your sink so that... Everclear comes out of it, <laughs> Patrick. We got to have a little chat here. That's some. Si- I mean, I mean, granted, it's brilliant. I mean, I'll give you that. It's it's that's that is that is some brilliant wino of the month sort of stuff. But we got to have a chat about this. All right, you know, get, get call nine one one. Okay, just don't call call. They're the ones you call. The number's 9-1-1. nine one one. Nine You know what? You're on your own. Bye. Sorry, sorry. I well well, well that was interesting. <laughs> you know, even when he's not here, he finds a way to just annoy the living crap out of me. <laughs> I really do. I feel like this is turning into a very Buford T Justice Jr. relationship, and it's quite honestly, it's making me just contemplate my entire life in a new way, and it's not a good one. Anyways, so I'm done talking now. We've Patrick apparently is immolating himself i don't know (laughs) and uh so you know what well let's just hand this off to tim and hope that he can kick this home because i just i i want to know the hell did we learn tonight except that i am hating my life because of our intern
2: what else we've learned the following okay all right uh we have uh as uncle todd just uh, discussed a, a big thank you for all the downloads this past week um mm-hmm. making the kevin costner episode one of our highest in a while <laughs> when it comes to downloads uh, i'm not sure if we have to thank patrick for that since he's the one that misplaced the episode from about a month ago and well, some might not
0: have, you, you might want to give him a call and thank him now because he might be <laughs> flambéed in about another 30 <laughs> seconds
2: so uh, so thank you for, for uh, downloading and searching through the library of, of episodes of these last uh, two seasons. We, we very much appreciate it. Yeah, uh, please don't, don't just take the first
0: five as a sample size. Go beyond that. We did get a little bit better. Yes. I mean, incrementally, but a little
2: Personalities bit. and charisma showed up uh, probably yes. after episode four or five. So please uh, do, do sample beyond it. We as, as we discussed this uh, this evening, uh, you know, Loki was a great show with a great cliffhanger. Looking forward to season two, looking forward to what Marvel has in store for us. And, uh, you know, just kind of starting to answer some questions for us as we discussed in the Week in Geek with the division mm-hmm. end credit scene and, you know, just kind of uh, showing us that there, there is more than just the Infinity Stones that is the power of the universe. There's time. Cindy yes, and uh, and finally a uh, begrudging congrats to Uncle Todd on his tainted victory. Uh, <laughs> wow, I'm you not came bitter. Off, came off the top rope with that one, didn't you? <laughs> that was the, uh, the that was the equivalent to the RVD split legged moonsault. So, <laughs> sheesh.
0: I was thinking more of the the China you know crotch shot, but okay. <laughs>
2: Sure. Oh Bow my salt. Let's go with that one. Oh my goodness. Well, anyways, thank you again, sir. Uh, congratulations on another spirited session of the real and the jabroni. I am looking forward, yes, to the next one uh, where I shall have my
0: vengeance. You keep saying that.
2: <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, one of these times, it's got to be a winner. So, uh, with all that being said, uh, thank you, everyone, again for for the for listening, for the downloads. We appreciate it. Be safe. Be healthy. Be kind. Be good to one another. And as always, because it makes good sense, please, would you hit the lights on the way out? It's like
1: I took the wrong week to quit drinking. I beg your pardon, what did you say? Damn! You're such a disappointing pair. I prayed so hard for you. (laughs) Get out. And don't come back until you've redeemed yourselves.
2: However, no, no. However, just be wrong. Just stand there and you're wrong. Listen, be wrong and get used to it. You snotty little bastard.
0: Your Honor, I'd like to ask for a recess. She's tough, Look,
1: i go to you. I stick up for you. You know, help me now. So f- I do it myself.
2: All right, that's it. This honor. This honor on your whole family. Make a note of this. This honor on you. This honor on your cow.
1: Log up as my friend. Yeah, well, I got lots of friends. I
0: don't. Now this is the part where we should probably include a little update so that people aren't on a on like a cliffhanger wondering if Patrick is okay. Where I should probably, I, I I, mean, I probably should, shouldn't I? I should ha- include like a little like, hey, by the way, everything turned out okay with Patrick and, you know, he's okay and yes. he just lives in a really smoky room right now or something. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. He I mean he, he the thing is I know he's gonna be fine because he aggravates me. So of course he's gonna he's gonna show up tomorrow and he's gonna be all singed. He'll probably still be smoking mm-hmm. and it'll be fine.
2: Yeah. He'll figure it out.
0: I don't know about that. I mean he might burn <laughs> down his entire apartment building. I, it's oh dear. it's definitely it's definitely on the table. It's definitely on the table.
2: Good old Patrick. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> now who's begrudging? Burn,
0: baby, burn! Oh, Disco infern! <laughs> oh, good sorry. lord! I, all right, fine, fine, fine. I won't. I won't do that anymore. Fire! Bum bum bum! Dun. Oh, sorry. No, that's oh, that's lord. just that's just mean.
2: Uncle Todd's gone off the deep end, ladies and gentlemen. Hearts
0: on fire,
2: <laughs> Lord. Oh, what was that Don Henley song we were talking about earlier?
0: Uh, the heart of the matter.
2: The heart of the matter.
0: Yeah. Oh, see now, now, now that's we that's where we get the downloads when the dulcet golden tones of of the man they call Tim,
1: mm-hmm.
0: people are treated to the singing <laughs> song stylings, if you will. <laughs> you've changed you know that
2: yes i suppose i have how about this peace love dope now
1: get the hell out of here